Hey folks, welcome to the PFI College Football Show, uh, Pro Football Ireland, College Football, David. Here we go, lads. Here we go. Week six of college football season. It's hard to believe. I think this is the halfway point of the regular season in college football. We're all still here. I have a few less strands in my head, and we have first off the return of the prodigal son. You ever read the prodigal son? Dara Carger comes back after a long absence. <laughs> Dara, the last time I was here, Colorado were rebel, rebel, rebel. So it, it, it's 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 nice to come back and not have to talk about them. To be honest, did you? Um, I'm I'm presuming Dara, you've been stopped over the last two weeks in Belfast and and Holy Land. You're that guy from the PFI College Football Show. Has that happened, or is that? Of course, that's happened. Um, yeah, I've been inundated actually. Um, you know, doing book signings, um, all sorts of things for for PFI at the moment. No, I'm not actually, lads. Uh, we're we're growing. We're, we have reached the Holy Lands. I actually did get one person message to me a few nights back. Um, the the PFI College Football Show. So it's 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 good to see the the, the public fan that the fans are there and uh, we're we're teaching people the game here. Shout out to the two men in Dublin Airport that said that they were enjoying the College Football Podcast. That happened on Sunday morning at five a.m. So shout out to you boys. You you know who you are. Uh, Colin Dingan, I feel like I see you more than my wife these days. That was a good crack in London on the weekend, and thank you for coming over. Um, I feel like we could have a separate podcast about your experience in London, but I'll I'll say one thing. My parents described you as that young boy from Kerry. So there you go. You, you've made it in life. And did they call me Dara as well, or did they call me oh, Colin? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you told if, Dara about this? Have you told If, if yeah. people in Dara doesn't know, back home, uh, we were getting our credentials and we were getting our, you know, they gave us little sheets of paper basically with all the rosters and all the players on all the rosters. And they go and ask, oh, what's the name of the people who are with us? And, you know, it was me, Michael and Michaela from the, the actual NFL, one of the NFL shows. And uh, he goes, uh, and that's Dara. And I'm in person. <laughs> like it's, we're, we're not, we're not through a screen where you can like accidentally mislook at a name. Yeah. You follow me, Dara. Really not trying to raise suspicion there as you try to entry the Webley Stadium, calling the wrong name. Not good at all. I, I felt so bad because I was like, "This is not going to happen." I think I literally joked about it. I was like, "At least I'm not going to call these artists again or something." And then, <laughs> and then it happened. Uh, this is it, boys. This is an open house, an open bar. This is a wake for Colorado. Uh, yeah. Sorry, it was a good run. It was a good run. Um, sad to see them go to an extent. Um. Taylor Swift has kind of just taken their place in terms of the no, unnecessary no, no, world. No, we're, let's talk here enough. <laughs> First topic today of the college football show. <laughs> like that's like no, no harm to the crack. But like, look, I, I'm happy in the next match. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm taking a hand. Like, like Connell c- coming in after Dara here, but Dara, I'm that's starting to annoy me. Maybe it's my old age, but I was watching Sunday Night Football and I'm like, no, put the game on. Maybe it was the whole. I've been in London all day and I should be in bed sort of situation, but no. It was, uh, it was when Pacheco scored the touchdown and within two seconds they cut to Taylor Swift, who has nothing to do with it. Isaiah Pacheco in, in any way. That was just a really icing on the cake. An absolute disgrace. Back to the college football, uh, Connell. This is the wake. There is lots of tea and sandwiches. What's like the go-to thing for a wake and carry as well? Like, Is there like a tradition in carry for a wake that we don't have or um, I I don't think so. I think you know funerals are generally worldwide kind of the same sort of, <laughs> sort of deal. I don't think there's cultural differences. Yeah, 
were, were you surprised at how much they put up some at the end? I think, yeah. I mean, I watched the game as I was eating my food in London and I turned it off for a little bit because we were, we were trying to go back to where we were staying. And then I go and check and I was like, oh, what's the, what's the final score now? And they were, they were down by probably about 20 points by then. And, you know, they, they made a game out of it and, you know, they kind of scored a bit to the end to make it look a little bit nicer than it was. But it was still like, you look at the highlights for that game um, and you can definitely see, like, there's something about these two teams, uh, but defense is not one of the things about these two teams. I, I love how I said absolutely, but I put myself on mute when I said absolutely as well. That just shows you how, how I am from London. Yeah, I agree. It, it, look, it, it's been a good run. We'll have the whole Colorado crack next year. Imagine week one. I think we should go to Boulder. I'm going to try and negotiate a sponsorship deal. And if it happens, we're going to go to Boulder in August. And we're going to get deal on. And we're, we're going to do it. And we're wearing the shirt. Home field, 15% off. Code Ireland. Connell, I have my his name, has his. in the back. And Dara, I was going to give you yours, but it looks like you're wearing a Derrige. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's a club top, but uh, hopefully I'll I'll see my home field apparel stuff maybe in Frankfurt. God knows when we run into each other. Yes, and there is a really cool Sam Hartman T-shirt, which I'm gonna I told Connell this last week. I'm gonna get us all one each. I still haven't done that yet, so if I do that tonight, will we see that next year by Frankfurt? Yeah, Georgia Tech SSU get that one. By the time he's <laughs> left Notre Dame, we'll have it. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get some locker room access and get some Georgia Tech. Uh, swag as well. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's move on to uh, the week six slate. This is a good crack, boys. Um, man, there's some there's some really interesting games. But the, this this is the good thing about you know obviously having the whole R.I.P. Colorado segment and having you back as well, Dar. Like, I mean, I think the thing that me and Connell had last two weeks was we tried to look at teams that we haven't talked about, and like I don't think we've talked about Oklahoma at all this year. Like number three Texas, number twelve Oklahoma. Uh, wow. I mean, SEC, Big Ten, the Red River rivalry, the Red top of speech. It, do, it doesn't work Red. well for Irish people saying Red River, Red River rivalry. The Red River rivalry. Uh, it's I lined up earlier, huh? so, it's, so it's, it's really a uh, pretty difficult here. Um, Red Red River rivalry. Yeah, that's a not not the easiest one in college sports. No, it's not. It's and like for people that aren't aware of this in Europe, this is one of the most intense rivalries in all of American sports. Uh, number 12, number 3. Texas has had two victories over ranked teams this season. They they beat Kansas last week and they had an unbelievable win obviously against Alabama in week 2. 400 odd yards per game on average, sitting at 5-0 and for the first time since 2009 since I was doing my A-levels. That's a long time ago, boys. When the, long, when the Longhorns last played for the National Championship. Dara, start with you. What's your thoughts on this game this week? Um, well, this it's a it's a sort of game that never goes the way you expect it to go. I think in the last four meetings we've had a four overtime game, we've had a twenty one point comeback, and last year we had a forty nine to nothing scoreline in favor of Texas. So, it's whatever is expected to happen is not going to happen. Um, I think this is really really going to be the 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 final proving and showing of Oklahoma. I, as you said, we haven't spoken about them this year, but like they're ranked, I believe the ESPN's uh, Football Power Index, which is like a sort of mathematical way of their ranked teams, has Oklahoma second overall in all the college football. Texas are fourth. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, this is just an enormous game. 
winner of this, I mean, the, the two teams are probably going to meet later on anyway in the uh, Big 12 uh, Conference Championship game, which will be the last for those two teams. But um, you would figure that whoever wins this is in really, really good position to make the playoff. It's just the reality of uh, the, the conference they're playing in. And, and not that it's not an easy conference by any means, but these are two really, really good teams as we've seen so far this year. Um, most looking forward to watching Dylan Gabriel in this one, the Oklahoma quarterback. He's had a phenomenal year, sort of flown under the radar. And this weekend's a great chance to put himself in Heisman conversation where he probably belongs. Arnold, I'm just looking forward to watching a game that doesn't involve Taylor Swift. You never know. You never know. She could show up. <laughs> it's a big rivalry game. Wants to expand her brand. Um, but... But like this is this is like definitely the marquee matchup uh, of the weekend. You know, like Texas are six and four in the last ten. So even when like team, each team has kind of had a down year, like it's still competitive because you know it's kind of like you know you say in soccer, it's like oh this team hasn't won a game all season, but they'll show up for this game because it's you know against their rivals or whatever. But like Texas have just been amazing all year. Like their defense has been amazing. And then I think they've outscored opponents uh, like 50-something, 50-something to, I had it, yeah, 56 to 15 in the fourth quarter this year. They put up like 20, 21 against Alabama in the fourth quarter. So like, you know, when, it's basically when it gets, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, you know, they put, they put up the points when they need to put up the points. And they've won every game, you know, fairly convincingly. Like even the Alabama game, it was close for most of it, but, you, they were on top like the entire game. It was evident to see. Uh, Oklahoma will definitely, you know, put up a really strong fight. I think if there was a game that Texas were probably going to lose the rest of the season, it is this one. Um, surprised that Oklahoma are only like ranked twelve as well, because there's teams who are ahead of them who, you know, you could you could probably put, you know, up or down below Oklahoma as well. So, yeah, it's it's one of those games. I think both defenses are really going to play. To the highest level, I think like neither team gets past the like 24 27 point mark. Oh, tight, tight. Another game is going to be tight. I'm not giving a pick for that first game. Another game is going to be tight. I think probably tighter than maybe I might give a mod prediction here in a minute, but I, maybe tighter than some people might think is Georgia ranked number one in the US. Folks, I guess you're in Europe going, well, What are these rankings? But the number one in the rankings, they're playing Mr. Colonel Sanders himself. Kentucky, the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, there's two teams already, two colleges we haven't talked about um, in Kentucky and also in Oklahoma. I think we talked about Texas a few weeks ago, but it's great to try and get as many teams in as possible here. I mean, Darth, first off, you know, Georgia has not lost a game this season. They haven't lost a game in a while, to be fair, a few weeks at least. <laughs> but if you're Kentucky and you're coming off a win against the Florida Gators the weekend, shout out to that Gators fan that we've seen in London last weekend, the sole Gators fan walking around with his Tim Tebow jersey. I think it was a Tebow jersey. 33 to 14 win last week against the Gators. If you're a, a Wildcat fan, if you're a Kentucky team, you know, you're know you going in to face the defending national champion in the Georgia Bulldogs. And a Georgia team has won 22 consecutive games dating back to 2021. How do you believe? Because, like, there's people writing this week saying that Kentucky could win this game. Are or am I mad to suggest that there could be an upset here? No, um, this is definitely the sort of game that I mean, 
it's it's difficult to go into obviously we you know it's difficult to go into Georgia as even at number two or number three overall team. But when you're when you're talking about a Kentucky team that wasn't ranked until the last week and isn't really seen as one of the top contenders in college football, the reason why people are giving them a chance this week is because this is the first time that Georgia have ever really looked beatable on this twenty two game unbeaten run, which was last week. And I guess you could talk. The week before they kind of underperformed, but mainly last week against Auburn, like they Auburn, what they do isn't overly inspiring offensively, but they still managed to find some form of success. And um, Georgia's offense took a while to get going. Ultimately, Brock Bowers was just too unbelievable at the end of tight end for Auburn to handle, and they ended up seeing almost single handedly seeing Georgia over the finish line in that one, but. That was on the road. That was in Auburn. This is a totally different ballgame. We saw last year a Tennessee team with all the hype in the world go into Sanford Stadium against Georgia, and the game was over after six or seven minutes. I have a feeling, I have a worry that this could happen again at the weekend, that this is just a classic, another classic in the endless list of just dominant Georgia wins on this on this unbeaten run. But, um, I mean, I would give Kentucky a chance. I just think... I don't think I'll ever pick against Georgia as long as as long as they're on this unbeaten run. I I can't ever see myself picking against Georgia at this at this level with the team as strong as they are overall. Uh, Mr. Diggin, the Kentucky defense has not allowed a player for us to move for more than fifty yards in the last six games. Is that going to come to an end this weekend? Do you think? Uh, it it honestly it. It could still stick because like Georgia like split a lot of the runs between a lot of running backs, which I think is maybe part of the problem because I think it's still kind of like they're trying to find who is our number one guy. And you know, they had it in the past, like they had Sony Michelle and Bradley Chubb, you know, as two running backs, and that worked really well. So maybe they're just trying to get that to work again. I'm not too sure, but none of their running backs have really, you know, inspired a whole lot of confidence. You know, I mean, they've passed more this year than they really ever did in any game last year. And, you know, they should really be happy that they have Brock Bowers because there was a stat that in the fourth quarter, he had four catches for 120, 121 yards and a touchdown. And one of those was the game-winning touchdown as well. So he basically, you know, if it weren't for him, they probably don't win this game because he's just that good a player. And then last week, Kentucky only had 69 passing yards, but Ray Davis, the running back, ran for 280 yards and four touchdowns. So... Like their defense was on point last week. Everything else was going well. I mean, their quarterback Devin Leary is he's good. He's a little bit turnover prone, which does maybe spell bad for this Georgia game. So I, I'd have to give it to Georgia. I think they probably keep it close in the first two or three quarters, but they'll run away with it probably in the end. Let's look at the next game we're gonna talk about. I'm I'm really like desperate to pick an upset there, but I'm scared. I'm scared. Who knows? If we wake up Sunday morning. I'm uh, actually heading to London first pip. I think you're I think you're heading to London as well, first pip, Mr. Yeah. Diggins. So uh we'll, we'll we'll definitely have a discussion about it in person and we'll see if uh, Kentucky win if Kentucky win we're going to KFC. Is that fair enough? I think there's one next to the place where I'm staying, so that sounds good. Have you been to the B Tech KFC opposite Tottenham, Dara? No, Chick I didn't King. know it wasn't. It's called what Chick called? King. Chick King. Oh yeah, I saw it definitely the last time I was there. No, but no, I haven't been, and I don't think I ever will be. Here, I tell you what, KFC in Belfast is quite good. On Dublin Road. No, Bra- yeah, Bradbury Place one. Yeah. 
Good. There's oh. a place beside. There's a place beside Philip McDonald's, like a B Tech. I I need to stop saying B Tech chicken shop, but like there is like a chicken shop beside Philip McDonald's, and it's filthy. I'll put that way. Yeah. Oh, I know what that is. Um, I got someone bought my order there. Uh, I was walking past. It was like a grown woman. She must have been like forty years old. Um, chicken licking. Chicken licking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chicken licking. Thanks to the chicken. woman in the like black dress who was too tired to eat her own food and gave me a full chicken licking on Sunday evening. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Okay, Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, didn't, I didn't insinuate that. I was merely walking past. That money was resting in my account. This podcast has a whole different dynamic when there's three people on it. I'm, I'm here for it, boys. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, digging, go, go you first in this one. Missouri. Missouri against L LSU. Uh, the first ever shirt that I got from Homefield two years ago. Maybe Dara might be waiting that long to get a shirt. I've went yeah. 20 minutes without getting the names wrong, by the way, in case we're going to jinx this in a second. The first jersey I got, I haven't got it here, it's like a shirt, is an LSU t-shirt. I'll show you boys later on. I'll put it on the, the stream if I can now. They can find the time to edit this. It's class. But that was that was around the time that LSU were such a force. And now, I guess, LSU fans, Connell, are sort of bracing themselves for like, they're not going to get as high as they wanted this year. But Missouri, Missouri, 21st in the country have a real opportunity undefeated to get everyone's attention yes they beat Vanderbilt it doesn't do much for them but they have a serious opportunity here now to go to LSU and really nationally not just get attention but potentially start to look at the season in a completely different context what's your thoughts on this game because LSU had a really poor like a really disappointing defeat as well to Ole Miss, to Ole Miss last week I think the best way I can say it is that this is going to be a high-scoring game because, you know, both teams, their defences, like, they've given up quite a few points in their last few games. I mean, you know, uh, Missouri gave up 21 points to Vanderbilt. Like, you don't really, you wouldn't see really much other uh, SEC schools doing that to Vanderbilt, you know, just because of how how Vanderbilt is, I guess, in the whole college football scheme. But it's going to be a really, really fun game. I mean, LSU's defense been really bad, but last, I mean, and it's not like they lost that game because of their offense. I mean, 400 yards passing and 99 yards rushing from Jaden Daniels and four or five touchdowns. I think it was five touchdowns total. Um, like it, 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 it's not their offense is the problem. Like they're really good. And then, you know, Missouri have it like their head coach, Eli Drinkowitz was definitely on the hot seat coming into this season. But obviously a five and zero start and like a really massive win against Kansas State, I think has kind of cooled that down. And if you look at the rest of their schedule, they more than likely get to probably about seven wins and make a bowl game. So I think that that basically alleviates them of any problems. And I believe they also have recruited the third best player uh, in next year's recruiting cycle as well, which is massive for them. Um, but like this, th this team is going to be really, really fun. I think to watch the guy to watch out for is. Luther Burden, he's a wide receiver. I think he was like number two ranked receiver in the country for them, but he won't be eligible for the draft until 2025. So we get even more of him next year. But he has like 100 yards in his last four games, five touchdowns as well. So he's really, really fun to watch. And then, you know, LSU are just going to be throwing the ball and running the ball all over the place. Uh, so it's going to be high scoring. I think it's the best way that this game plays out. Dara, two, two things. Um What's your thoughts in this game? And secondly, if you're ever blessed to have a child in the future, would you call him Luther Carter? Yeah, uh, Luther is, I mean, 
could go either way, loser, especially up here. <laughs> um, sorry. Oh, uh, oh God. Uh, um, yeah, so look, this year game from the outside, it's it's one team that's three and two and has played a lot of good teams, and there's another team that's five and no one hasn't. So it's a fun dynamic in terms of we don't really know where this is going. We don't really know how good Missouri are at the moment. They're impressed in a small sample size against not great teams. LSU, on the other hand, they're a really fun team to watch because their defense is like comically terrible and their offense is really, really good. I mean, Jaden Daniels is your prototypical college football star and like you've got JT Barrett comes to mind. Guys like who probably aren't going to translate to the NFL at a high level but are just insanely good in college. That's what I like about Jaden Daniels. But um, overall, this is a tough game to call. I can see both teams scoring in the 30s here. Quite kind of, I mean, they could score in the 30s by half time in this one, for all we know. Uh, if he got a chance to watch Ole Miss and LSU last week, it's one of the most fun games of the year so far. Uh, the atmosphere of this game is going to be electric, as it always is. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to this one. It's uh, just another... The SEC West did not need Missouri to be good. There's enough good teams in the SEC West, but I mean, I suppose we, as fans and as viewers of the sport, we'll take it because it just means that every single week we've got like just these, like unbelievably close and even and tough to call matchups. I mean, we we, are, we aren't even going to talk about it today, but Alabama and Texas A and M is this week. I think there's only a three point difference in the spread in that one. So just goes. I mean, people talk about the SEC bias a lot, but. I think these are all really good teams, all sharing the one division. I'm really excited to look forward to this one. There is some can, real can, yeah, yeah. Can I also just put and it that um there was a stat that LSU missed 30 tackles <laughs> last week, which is absolutely insane. And they like they they should not be ranked. Like I think if they're not in the SEC, like they're not ranked. I mean, the games they've lost were against good teams, but then the games they've won have not been against great teams. And it's like they're the only team in the rankings with two losses. So that that's just that's my two cents into the LSU stuff. The ranking thing is just nuts, lads. Like I mean, like the whole bias sometimes is ridiculous. And you're talking about like you know watching the games as fans and even talking here, Dara. Like I don't know if it was you or Connell put a video in in, in WhatsApp last week about the head coach for a certain college talking about cream and in, in, in his oh company. it was and Penn I, State James Franklin. Like, yeah. What is going on there? Like. I mean, there's some great content in college football. Like, it's so much better than the NFL with, like, memes and content and stuff. Um, talking about content, Dublin next year, FSU are coming over. Dar, they've had a really... The Seminoles have had a quite a tough September, you could say. But, look, they had a couple of very close scares against Boston College and Clemson. They were 4-0 for the second consecutive season in a row. They have a game against Georgia or Virgia. Virgia? What? Virginia Tech, their nickname. Virginia Tech, they're called the Hokies, Dara. They're called the Hokies, boy. Uh, they're one of the best teams at the minute. They're averaging over 40 points a game. Jordan Travis is having a hell of a season at the minute. Bar one interception, he's at 10 touchdowns. Uh, Virginia Tech have lost to Purdue, Rutgers, and Marshall. They're 1 0 in, in, in the SEC. Um, they beat Pittsburgh last week. Do you see FSU rolling this this weekend, or can the hokey pokey hokies do anything? Um, I feel like this for FSU. This feels like the calm after the storm. Almost they had a, as you said, a tough, tough slate. 
somehow managed to come out unscathed after games against LSU and Clemson. That Clemson game coming right down to the wire. Got a bye week last week to really regroup themselves, and now they come in as massive favorites against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think for Florida State feel like the one, the only like top six or so team that are vulnerable to an upset on like a monumental scale. Like I think if you talk about Michigan going into the game as you know twenty plus point favorites, they're never going to lose. Same goes for Georgia. Same goes for a number of these teams at the top. Florida State, I, something about them that always just feels like uh, if anyone's going to have a lay a complete egg here and um, everything goes wrong, it's going to be them. I still can't see that happening this week. Um, I will, we'll keep our eyes on this game, but you're fancying Jordan Travis and oh, that, that entire team is just is leaps and bounds clear of, of Virginia Tech and have proven that at the start of the season. Arnold, I've spent the whole episode getting your name wrong sensational is there any chance of an upset here give give the viewers and listeners some hope man come on uh no no if you're a virginia <laughs> tech fan which i know like we have a massive virginia virginia tech following uh i think that's one of the things we we've learned from all this is that well there's a lot of people in the tech up here so i mean yeah, yeah. The, um virginia and calvin <laughs> also gets a lot of uh, oh geez. is there a tech in virginia like this is Keep, keep going, yeah. Keep uh, going, Connell. I'll come back. But like Florida State, like I think they can count themselves maybe a little bit lucky to have not watched lost one of the last two games they had. I mean, especially the Clemson game where like they missed a kick in the last minute or last two minutes of the game, which you know I think you know if that's made, they get down the field, but like they probably don't convert or do anything to actually make the game interesting so they're lucky they won that one in overtime but like their roster is like position for position and probably backups as well they're probably a lot more talented than virginia tech i mean the teams virginia tech have lost to are not the most inspiring teams maybe marshall i think you know they've been a pretty decent like group of five school um but then last week beating Pitt is is really interesting because pittsburgh the last couple of years have at least been pretty solid they've fallen off a little bit at least offensively this year but you know, it, it'll be maybe, I want to say it'll be close. Like I'm, I was about to say it's going to be close, but it's not going to be close for most of the game. <laughs> maybe at the start of the game, as in for the first two minutes. Um, shout out to Virginia College in Calvin. So there is a tech, technical oh, college in Virginia. Yeah. There we go. That, that's the, that's exactly what we needed in terms of statistics. Boys, I've enjoyed this. I actually could crack it over my back. Uh, home field apparel, Google it. Please use Ireland as your code for 15% off. And maybe, uh, maybe Connell Diggin might get I've, a chicken. I've gotten, I've gotten compliments on my t shirts from everyone I've showed it to so far. So, like, look, stick that with me and stick, stick that with me. Stick with me. I'm, I'm telling you, boys, we're, we'll do Boulder. We'll do Boulder for week, for week minus zero. We, we have to be in double college zero game day with Pro Football Ireland pre recorded. Three weeks before, with no crowd behind it, boys. Well, I might be joking. I'll do it if if we can get a sponsor. We'll do it. We'll do it next year for a big kickoff. Uh, good crack, boys. Appreciate you. Uh, enjoy week six of the college football season. But thanks again to everyone listening to this. It's it's been really really heartwarming to hear people that are enjoying both this college coverage and just just the brand that we're also Dara Connell. Before I get your names wrong, thank you so much. Chat to you Which soon, one? boys. Everyone, Wait, who are you talking to? I'm yeah, talking to both of you. I'm talking to both of you. The copper. <laughs> 
<laughs> this boy digging is above me on the Zoom is in uh, he's in London on Sunday. So if you see him, you've got you've got a carry top. If you were don't wear a carry top on Sunday, you gotta do it again. You actually gotta do it again. I have a second one. <laughs> okay. Okay. On that note, folks, have a great weekend. Enjoy week six, boys. Thanks again for all your help doing this. We'll chat to you soon, folks. <laughs>